grow. Just like a tiny little seed will turn into a big tree. Just like one kernel will grow into how many? How many other kernels? Three thousand two hundred. Who was listening? Um, and we were just reminded that we need to be partnering with what the Lord's doing and not distracted by even the evil in the world. We want to be partnering with the Lord. Um, and I was praying and asking the Lord, okay, where do we go this week? And I've, I've been sensing, um, sensing what he wants to say, but I'm like, God, you need to, you need to give me something to bounce off. Um, and as I was seeking him, he gave me a vision that I wasn't expecting to see. Do we have any gamers in the room? Gamers, like computer gamers. We've got no gamers in the room. Not one. What? Yeah, no one wants to admit to it. There is no shame because the Lord gave me a vision of Mario. Okay. So, hey Sam, do we have that video? Do we have the sound? We want the sound. Okay, this is what I saw. No, no kidding. We've got a little. Level up, level up, level up. 
truth that needs to be established whenever we're talking about leveling up. And that is that it always needs to start with Jesus Christ as the foundation. All right? And so today we're going to talk about being united with Jesus, our union with Christ. You are in Christ and he is in you. Um, and there's no leveling up that's going to happen until we understand that. And it goes from a head knowledge or just reading it in the word knowledge to a heart knowledge where we're actually walking it out. Because you can sit in church for... You can sit in church for 20 years, 50 years, and, and not have a revelation that you are one with Christ, that he is in you, and therefore you can level up and do mighty exploits. All right, so let's jump into the scriptures. Did you bring your paper? Please bring your paper Bible. Who still reads their paper Bible? Please, bring it along. There's something about being in your paper Bible. Um, it imprints, I find for me, it imprints on my brain and on my heart better. Um, and, and if you're in church, I would, like when other people are preaching, I'll write little, little highlights in the columns and I'll underline things. Bring your paper Bible. Um, we're going to go to Colossians 1. Colossians 1.15 And this is all about Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Can I get an amen? Amen. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy, blameless, and above, and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, Stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Oh, is life this delicious feast of truth? Alright, the short version. It's saying that Jesus shows us who God is. It tells us that Jesus is holding everything together. It's telling us that Jesus is the head of the church. Hallelujah. I am not the head of this church. Jesus is the head of this church. Um, it tells us that the fullness of God was in Jesus when 
who was walking on the earth. It tells us that we're reconciled to God through his sacrifice and the blood shed on the cross and that he has made us holy, blameless and above reproach before God. Somebody say hallelujah. 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 It's such a big deal. When you were still a sinner, Jesus died for you. And when you believed in him by faith, he reconciled you to God. Reconciled means he brought you together. You were far off and he brought you together with God. It means he made you compatible with God. That's even better. Why is this a big deal? Why is it a big deal that we're holy, blameless, and above reproach? Why? So you can have the Spirit of God dwell in you. You can have the Spirit of God dwell in you. That's why Christ made you holy, blameless, and above reproach. So the Spirit of God can dwell in you. And that's what I want us to land on and think about over the next week. That the Spirit of God dwells inside of you. And that if God is inside of you, you have every level up that you're ever going to need. Amen. Okay. We're going to do a bit of a dance. Romans 8, 11. I want you to write these down and I want you to read them this week and, and just read over them and over them and over them and chew on them and ask God, God, show me what this means. Help me to get a real grasp of what this truly means for me. Romans 8, 11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 to 20. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Who is joined to the Lord here? Okay, you're one spirit with the Lord. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. Man, God lives in you. You are his temple. This is not this is not just some far out distant reality. It's like, no, you were bought with a price, the blood of Jesus. So honor God with your body because God lives inside of you. Man. Galatians 2.20. I have been what? Crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but who lives in you? Christ lives in me. And this life.
Sunday. 
If the fullness of God was in Christ, and then Christ is in us, there's more, isn't there? We can have the fullness of God. Man, we need to have one more. I don't have it on the screen. We just have to go to Ephesians. Ephesians 3, 14. This is the prayer. One of the prayers that Paul prayed. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Okay, so Paul is praying that we would be strengthened by the power of God in our inner being. Why? It says here, verse 17, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And then you keep reading, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, and then boom, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Paul's like, I pray that you be strengthened so that Christ can dwell in your hearts, so that you can receive all the love of God, so that you can be full, filled with the fullness of God. Give God more space and ask Him more questions so I can have more of 
imagine, I'll paint a picture in my imagination and I will imagine myself sitting there just waiting for Jesus. And in this vision, all of a sudden, so I could see myself just sitting in my chair, like praying, reading my Bible, um, and all of a sudden my skin went transparent in the vision. So I could see through my skin. Um, and I could see Jesus in me. It was so bizarre. But then as I went about my day, in the vision, I could still see Christ in me. And so as I talked to the person on the street, and as I looked at them, it was Jesus' eyes looking at them. It, it was him, his heart, like feeling them, sensing them. Um, as I would go over to pray for someone, I would see my transparent hand, and I would see the hand of Jesus. And so the faith in my heart just rose. I'm like, Christ is in me. And so when I lay my hands on Lauren, it's not just my hands, it's Christ in me. And, and there's power that can flow, not from anything I'm doing. I'm just believing the word of God tells me that Christ is in me. And now he's given me a picture that helps me see that. And so then the faith in my heart levels up. And, and then, you, then you can start to see the miracles of God being released. Because Christ is in you and you've started to believe it's true. And then boom, the power starts to flow. Oh, Jesus, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the author and the perfecter of your faith. One more scripture. Ephesians 2 verse 6. We are raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places. Christ is in you and you are raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. That's not my enough. You are in Christ and you are raised up with him seated in heavenly places. And it looks so different from up here. This is where we need to start operating from. When we pray, when we're seeking God for wisdom, we need to remember where we're operating from. Hallelujah. Level up, my friends. It starts and ends in Him. In Him. In Christ. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
receive the fullness of your love, Father. Strengthen us to be able to comprehend your love. We pray that you pour your love in, that you pour it in, pour it in, pour it in, pour it in, Lord. That we would receive your love and be filled with all of the fullness of God. I pray for love encounters with Jesus this week over every single person in this room. We want to know you, God. We want to encounter you. We don't just want to be people that talk about you. We want to know you.